Jamie, welcome to Diddy TV. So good to be here, Amy. Thanks for having me. It was a great set. It was really fun. Oh, shucks. Thank you. <laughs> you and your band, The Option, right? Uh, yeah, well, that was the, the old name w when we first started, I don't know, seven years ago, but we, we've since dropped, and it's just Jamie Kent, and th they're the only option now. They're the only option. <laughs> That's right, yeah, it's just them and me. <laughs> I'm sure they're excited yeah, about that. Yeah, we've been together a long time. We, we all grew up together in Massachusetts and moved to Nashville together about four years ago. So you grew up in Northampton, Massachusetts? That's right, yep, yep. Great little music town there, great folk Americana scene. Um, but I started going to Nashville once a month for about a year writing and writing and recording and writing and then eventually it was like all right we got to go and move, so make the move to right. Nashville which is kind of the epicenter of everything that's right yep. right now anyway yep sure um, let's go back a little bit though because I want to know how you actually even got interested in music um, how, were you little bitty were you in high school when was that yeah I would I think uh, it started for me actually in musical theater uh, in middle school and high school I joined the musicals and my freshman year I got cast as the lead in a musical and I had braces and I was this goofy little kid and I was like oh my god I think I need to take this more seriously so I started studying voice that year and then picked up a guitar the next year started writing songs so you were singing first yeah I was singing okay. first and and just being crazy on stage and that's sort of why well, I've always loved being an entertainer first and I've always considered myself an entertainer then a songwriter you know then a singer do you think having that sort of theatrical background was helpful once you actually started to play I think so yeah yeah I think that to me the difference of uh, or why you go to a show and not just listen to an album is because you want to be entertained and you want to you want to feel something and so I, I always try to bring that to a live show and create a, a show full of moments like not song to song it's moment to moment that's kind of how I structure everything and think about everything and you went to was it Babson I went College? to Babson College. Yep. And you studied music there. I said music business there. Music actually. business yeah, there. Okay. It I wasn't performance. Right. It was there or Berkeley, and I went to to Babson because I, at the time, I was just like I, I see all these people making bad deals. I see them getting music de Smart. degrees and not doing music because they can't figure out how to support themselves. And so uh, it was a, a, the best decision I think I've ever made in terms of doing music. Because now I've been able to start my own label and. Uh, and release things independently, and you know we charted on the top of the Billboard country charts independently, and that was because wow. of of that education and knowing how to how to handle things myself. Well, and one of the things I find really fascinating is that you and I were talking a little bit ago about the fact that um, the music business has changed and how yeah. artists uh, monetize their career has really been sort of topsy turvy in the last fifteen or twenty years, and so. Artists have been left to figure that out, and you actually came up with something very early on in your career called the Collective. Yep, yep. That sort of helps you with with all that. Explain to me a little bit more about how that works. Yeah, I came up with it actually at Babson, and I was just thinking about you know cooperatives as like an alternative to selling your company or going public, but it's a way of just having everybody involved, you know, be an owner in what you do and support what you do. And I was like, why can't I apply that to music? And so I got, I created this thing called The Collective and people invested in my career from day one and it allowed me to jump full time into music a long time ago. Um, and fans Are they individuals? Me. Yeah, like they're individual individuals. Fans? Yeah, exactly. And they get uh, to vote on decisions I make, like what the album artwork should be. And what you're wearing? Where you should tour. <laughs> Not quite that one, <laughs> but, but, but big, bigger decisions. And uh, um, yeah, no, they actually picked this vest out from a flea market. Right. <laughs> um, but, Someone sent you one, yeah, right? Yeah, that's right. <laughs> um, and it's evolved over the years. Um, 
it was cool when I first started it and nothing really existed like it. And now there's a lot of platforms like Kickstarter and Patreon that kind of do it and provide musicians a platform to do it in a really great technological way. Too. Do you think the fans then are really invested in your career at that point? I do. They feel like they're yeah. a part of what goes on as opposed to just, I'm going to go see him play when he's in town. Yeah, exactly. And, and I think that as independent musicians and trying to support yourself as a full-time career to do this, you you need people that are true supporters of music and supporters of the arts and uh, and that you're really uh, you know selling a connection rather right. than just a song or a CD. It's it's being part of the journey together. And I think regardless of what form that's in, whether it's a collective, whether it's Patreon, it, people want to be connected and they want to feel like they're part of something and supporting you and and you know as you grow you grow together and that, that's powerful well we were talking about the fact that things have really come full circle in the music business almost yeah. back to the 1950s where yep. um, people released artists released singles then they toured and it was more about performance than it was selling music yeah. the, the records were there because you know it allowed people to um, hear the music and then go see the artist tour and we're kind of back to that and you were That's saying true. something um, about releasing more content yeah. on a regular basis than one big album. So what, what sort of led you to yeah, that decision? Yeah, I, I think that as the format changes and more people are streaming, I mean, people are all, or I think CDs are still going to exist for a long time, but as more and more people transition to that, I think that it makes less sense. If less money is to be made from an album because of streaming, then you kind of have to reformat what you do and, and not spend... 30 or 50 grand on one big album, but do one song at a time and make sure every song gets listened to and every song gets pushed as much as it can get pushed. And then you also keep fans, like people are in a shuffle mode. You know, they're always, they listen to playlists and they listen to things and it shifts and it's one song at a time. So why give them 10 when they just want one at a time? And then you can just keep them interested. And it's really the same thing, but then people get to listen to all of the songs instead of, you know, half of them. But on some level, if you're releasing a songs along the way, and, and you get to test market your songs before yeah. you maybe collect them into an album. That's true. You can sort of see right. how well did this one do versus this song, and exactly. maybe pick the best Right, and 11, then they, yeah, they, they form an album at the end of the year. So yeah. Right. Yeah, it's the, it's the wild, wild west right now, I think, and we're all figuring it out. And uh, I think, like you said, too, it's gone back to singles, and it's gone back to touring. And one thing that I've been working on uh, with a business partner of mine, Tommy Jackson, we've been trying to figure out how to create a tour because so many independent musicians want to be touring but don't have the infrastructure or the business know how to do it. We've been trying to create like a regional tour called the Rising Star Roadshow where you have one backing band and four artists and the stage rotates every few songs and a crowd gets exposed to four up and coming people and that shifts every you know quarter. They different people on a different tour and um, it like allows a mini festival. Right, right. Like, sort of like a traveling Grand Ole Opry, mm -hmm. you know. Um, and people come to see the show and come to discover something new. They don't come because they know something. They come because they want to discover something. And so, in, in the meantime, we partner with with a local school and get the choir involved and raise money for the music program and try to invest in the community. So that's what we're working on. And we've done oh, four or five so far, and it's building. And uh, it'll be a year or two in the making, but I think it's going to be powerful. And what has it been like? Uh, you work with some kids on that, yep. right? What what kinds of things do you do with the kids? Um, so. I, I don't know, it, it has rejuvenated why I do music, working with the kids. Um, we, we worked with this choir in Montgomery, Alabama, and they were so incredible. And you, every one of them 
was probably a better singer individually than I was. And together, it was just so powerful. And we let them showcase on stage. And then they joined us for a big super jam at the end. Um, and uh, and Tommy, was he, he does inspirational speeches. He's been a youth mentor for a long time. And he talked. And then we played. And I've never been more nervous to play for a group of kids then I, or to, kids are to tough. General, I was like, oh, they're, <laughs> they're going to eat they me like alive. I'm done. Right. It, but they loved it. And then the next night they were going crazy and there was a connection that's formed there. And, you know, we inspire them and they inspire us. And it's this amazing thing that, you know, hopefully I can show them that it is possible to do things, you know, to do music and follow your passion and turn it into a career. And they're showing me, you know, why I do this because you can change a life with music. And that's amazing, you know. Yeah, it's amazing what music can do for kids. Yep. Um, you know, when you when you get involved really early on, it's something that you can do for the rest of your life. Yeah, it really um, is. Almost really everyone is. I know that's a musician talks about the fact that then when you travel, you connect with all these other musicians. It's just a great. Yeah, it really is. It's a family. Whether you whether you do it as a hobby or you do it as a profession, like you yep. are, it's yep. you know it's a really great thing to start when you're. Yeah, when it's you're a, young. yeah, it's a language. It's a community. It's a family. It's it really is. So you have a new single out, Ain't No Jesus? Ain't No Jesus, yep. And exactly. that kind of is on the heels of um, All American Mutt, which yep. did extremely well in 2016. Yeah, yeah, we were it was lucky. an amazing yep. album. Yep, it's because right of... Right up yeah, there yeah, on the Billboard yeah, charts. I think it reached number 16, and uh, that was because we were the only independent act in the top 20, I think, at the time, at least. Um, and that's because of amazing fans of music and our our fans and, they, and people in the collective and people at shows and... We had a goal, and we got there together, and they spread the word, and they bought CDs, and it was. It was do you think the the being independent artist gives you more flexibility? Uh, do you like uh, sort I of? I do, that yeah. I mean, uh, yeah. I think that there's value in having uh, a label partner as well, but I think if you have the 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 work ethic and the business knowledge, then it's powerful, mm -hmm. and and it it does it allows me to adapt and change really quickly, and make quick decisions, and put out a song fast if I want, or take time and you know I can do things here and I can do it here and you don't spend too much money on things like sometimes when you have a, a big partner money gets spent you don't really know what's happening and suddenly you're in a couple hundred grand of debt and you, you're like wait a minute what happened you know so uh, I've always enjoyed that you have more control independent. this way right exactly I'm, I've never been opposed to a partner but you just have to sort of has to be the right one you know and so ain't no Jesus what's it about uh, it is uh, about getting married, and uh, it's a it's a love song. It's a song I wrote with uh, a friend of mine, Ellis Paul, who's an amazing troubadour himself. And it's just about um, basically you, you gotta listen to it, but it, it's just saying you know uh, the only miracle that I've seen is walking down the aisle to my wife. Oh, that's yeah. a, that's such a beautiful thought. Yeah. Look at you, you're blushing. Wow. <laughs> <laughs> well, I'm sure it's I'm sure it's a beautiful song. What's up next for you then? Uh, well, honest. we just uh, we also just recorded a single at Sun Studio right down the road here, and that's going to be coming out uh, really soon as well. That's called Heartland Twister, so keep your eyes peeled for that. And uh, I mean, we're just going to keep working. We're going to grow this Rising Star Roadshow. We're going to keep touring, recording. Right? Yeah, You're we're still. touring nonstop. I mean, we're always touring. Uh, now we're going to be recording, putting out music more on the regular, and building this this roadshow. So I'll give you a um, big plug. This is phenomenal band you guys have got to go see jamie if he's in your area oh, the music you. is great the, everything is great and we're excited that you're able to stop by today oh, and an uh, visit with us thank you so much come back again thanks for all you're doing for independent americana roots music it, it means the world to us thank you
It's NFL draft season, and that means it's time to start thinking about fantasy football. FantasyPoints.com features industry-leading experts and prognosticators using proprietary hand-charted data to help you score more fantasy points. FantasyPoints.com is the place to go for whatever kind of fantasy football you play. Whether you play fantasy football, daily fantasy sports, or do a little bit of everything, Fantasy Points has the meticulously researched content to guide you to victory. And why wait for the fall? Fantasy Points also covers the new spring football league, the UFL. Join the guru, John Hansen, Scott Barrett, Joe Dolan, and other massive names in the fantasy football universe with an exclusive offer. Use code Pantheon for 15% off any Fantasy Points package, including the all-in package, with access to every article, tool, and data nugget that Fantasy Points has to offer. That's FantasyPoints.com and code Pantheon for 15% off at Fantasy Points. FantasyPoints.com, code Pantheon. Score more Fantasy Points. 